You may be seated. Out of all the creation of God, out of everything that God made, every animal, every tree, every river, every mountain, every valley, every fish of the sea, the only thing that God made with his own will was man. The only thing. There's nature. There's instinct. But God made man with will. I want to talk about it just a little bit today. The fact that God made a man a free moral agent. Many of you know this and you've heard me pardon me, say these things before. The reason that God did that, because if you read the the psalmist David, you you will read where he says that the hills skip like rams. And he talked about nature praising God, the trees bowing to God, the mountains and the valleys bowing to God. Everything that God made instinctively or by nature honored God. Everything. But he made man. You know, man was the last thing that he made. He made a man and uh, he formed a man from the dust of the earth. And was, was God or is God unbelievable God? Un, un I, I don't know the word. I can't think of a big enough word to explain his knowledge and his power because he made your ribs and your arms and your legs and every inward part of your body. He formed everything that you are and everything that you have in this old natural body from the dust of the earth, your gallbladder and your heart and your spleen and, and, and every, just, I mean, it could go on. and Who could do that but God? And it was still dead, but he breathed into that body breath and that soul became or that body became a living soul and with that he made man a will you have a choice you have a will there's a book out and things that are said over the last many decades about strong will child or strong will people uh there, there's, there's all kind of, of educational things about how to deal with strong-willed children. You understand that there are strong-willed people. There are people that have their mind made up. Well, let me just tell you what the definition of a will is. Number one, it can be a legal declaration of a person's wishes regarding the disposal of his or her property or estate after death. Now, we all want to be in the will. Can you say amen? The problem with our will and our family is mama's going to outlive me. Amen. I'm pretty sure of that. Just give it to the kids, mom. The will can be a written declaration. That's a will. That's a testament. Do you know there is in the Bible what we call, and this may turn into a Bible lesson, what God 
gives us is the Old Testament or the old will of God or the New Testament or the new will of God. In order for there to be a testament, there has to be the death of a testator. That's scriptural. That's what the Bible says. But there are legal descriptions and declarations that give people rights and they become heirs to things that are willed to them. Another definition is appetite or passion or choice or determination. I'm talking about will now. It is literally the mental powers manifested as wishing or choosing or desiring or intending. You get the picture of what will is. It is used to express one's desire or choice or willingness or consent. There's so many things that can be said about will as a noun or even as a verb or as a transitive verb that is a desire or a wish or call it what you will as a transitive verb. So I, I, I just, I want to talk to you about your will today. I want to talk to you about God's will today because God does have a will and man does have a will. Let me tell you about man first. Man was born, or, or we as men, and women of our day. The scriptures teach us that we are born in sin and we are shapen in iniquity. We are born with sin in us. We are born, born with a carnal nature in us. We, we, we can't get rid of that, but only by one way. But we are, we are by nature carnal people and we are sinful people. That's why the Bible said that We've all said, everybody say it with me, we've all said, not one or two of us, we've all said, and we've come short of the glory of God. So, so we are sinners by our nature, but, but God's will is different from man's will. God's will, if you want to talk about God's will, he sees mankind, he knows our sinful nature, he knows where we came from, he knows where we're going. And he knows where we are right now. He looks at us and the Bible tells us that he is not willing. Let me give you a scripture. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 talks about God's will. He said the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward. He is not willing. Notice then. The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The will of God is that you are not lost. The will of God is that you don't go to hell. The will of God is that you don't perish like the rest of the world. And if you are lost, you are going against the will of God by your own will. Revelation 22 said it this way. The Spirit, that's God. The Spirit, I said that's God. John 4, 24 said God is a Spirit. 
The spirit and the bride, that's the church, say come. The invitation is from God and from the church. And let him that heareth say come. And let him that is a thirst come. But I love this, and I've had it in my Bible for a long time now. But I just, I want to go back and I want to preach this again today. The Bible said in that verse, and whosoever will, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Everyone, everyone in Barnes notes, the commentary says, everyone that is disposed to come, that has any sincere wish to be saved is assured that he may live. No matter how unworthy he is, no matter what his past life has been, no matter how old or how young, how rich or how poor, no matter whether sick or well, a freeman or a slave, no matter whether educated or ignorant, no matter whether clothed in purple or in rags, riding in state or laid at the gate of a rich man full of sores, the invitation is freely made to all to come and be saved, but it has to be your will that falls into the will of God. God will never make a man serve him. He will never make a man live for him. He will never demand that you live for him or else. He gives you a choice as a free moral agent. But I want to tell you on this Sunday morning, the only way to change the sinful will of man is to submit to the will of God and let the will of God become your will and say, Lord, I'm a nobody and I'm lost and I need you and I want to live for you. I love you and I want to be saved by you. The only way that will ever happen is when we submit our personal will into the will of God. Whosoever will, whosoever will, that's every black man, every white man, every red man, every yellow man, every rich man, every poor man, every, every child, every adult, every old person. Who don't, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. You have a right because he said whosoever will. I was listening to a preacher not long ago. I wish I'd have brought my, uh, I'm going to preach this, guys, that y'all leave it alone. Uh, there's a preacher, and I, I don't know him, but I can tell you, he can preach. And he, he, when he gets down, he gets down. But let me tell you, he was preaching about the church reaching for the world. You know, too many times we, we fish with a fishing pole. Now, now, I understand this. There's a certain kind of bait that you want to catch a bass on. There's a certain kind of bait if you want to catch a brim. You get a cricket. You, you get a worm. If you want to catch a, a white perch or a crappie, then you better get you some shiners or a jig. You got to have the right bait for the right fish. And, 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 and we are, as the church, we're, we're one man pulling it. And we're casting out of here and we're reeling in. And every once in a while we'll catch a bass and we'll, we'll go 
over here and fish for the brim a little while and every once in a while we'll catch a brim let me tell you what God says he says the church has not it's not going to be a fishing pole mentality he's got a great net he just dips down into the world and what he gets is every culture every creed every kind of person we'll take every drug addict in this church we'll take every alcoholic in this church we'll take every whoremonger in this church I'm telling you God wants to save everybody he's not willing that any should perish but that every man should come to repentance when you when you got a net when you get a net I mean you you, you just run it down in there you don't know what you can anybody ever fish with a net now, this is probably not good. You might want to turn that off. Anybody ever fish with two-inch webbing? Yeah. Bunch of us outlaws. Let me tell you, you catch more with two-inch webbing than you can with a pole. You waste all day with a pole, but you put your little two-inch webbing out there and, and go back and get it in a few hours or the next day. Let me tell you something. You'll have all kind of stuff in there. You'll have things you didn't even know existed in there. Listen to this preacher today. We can't be, we can't wait on, on this sect or this creed or this culture. Let me tell you what I'm asking God to do, and I believe the 21st century church ought to be this way. It ought to be full of every nationality, every color, every creed, every Everybody ought to be a part of the church of the living God. Oh, God, forgive us if we're just out here fishing with a pole, dabbling around. God, give us a big net because let me tell you, there's people that are hungry for God. There's people that are tired of living in sin. You know what the Bible said? We are slaves to sin. We are slaves to sin. And when you're a slave to sin, that means you're captive and you can't get away. But when you become a child of God, you become a slave to Jesus Christ, your will has to fall into his will. That's why the spirit has to draw people. You know what the Bible said? No man can come unless the spirit of the father draw him. You can't just give an altar call or give an altar call. Let me tell you, people that come to God are going to have to come to God when the Holy Ghost moves on them. That's why we got to have a move of the Holy Ghost in the church. That's why you can't do without a move of the Holy Ghost in the church. You can't sing good enough to save people. You can't preach good enough to save people. You can't usher good enough to save people. There's got to be a move of the Holy Ghost. Because when the Holy Ghost begins to move on people, when they be, when he begins to draw people, you'll see tears running down their face. They'll want to know where's the altar. I got to repent of my sins. I want to get right with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when the Spirit says come and the Holy Ghost moves on you, you need to submit your will into the will of God. Don't be hard-headed. Harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. Let me tell you, don't be hard-hearted. You, you just need to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. You know what, God, can you use me? You better believe he can. God's not looking for your talent. He's looking for your availability. He's not looking for your money. He's got all the money he needs. He just wants you. And when he gets you, he'll make something out of you. I believe what I'm preaching today. I've seen people come from nothing to becoming something in the church of great leadership and power and authority. Hear this pastor on this Sunday morning. 
whosoever will, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. Quit minimizing yourself. Quit saying, I can't do that. Quit saying, I'm not good enough. Quit saying, why me, Lord? Let me tell you why you. Because he said, he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, if you were lost, you will do it on your own merit. And you will do it on your own will. Because he will do everything within his power to save you by the blood of the cross. That's why you're here at church on Sunday morning. That's why we need church every time the doors are open. Could I preach a little bit today? Could I preach? Would you listen to me for just a minute? I've been doing this a few days now. And let me tell you, you may think you don't need it, but you need it. We got some of you in this church, I'm going to pastor you right now, and you may hate me for what I'm about to say, but you think you got enough God you don't need but one or two services here, there, and yonder. Let me tell you, you need to be at every Bible study. You need to be here on a Wednesday night. Let me, I'd hate for God to come on a Wednesday night and some of you propped up at home and doing what you do, whatever you do, on a Wednesday night because we're having, you can't study the Bible enough. Somebody told me the other day about, about somebody that was hungry. I said, no, they're not too hungry. Because I preached tonight and nobody, they weren't here to hear me. Let you listen to me. I'm telling you right now, we need the word of God injected into our spirit daily. That's why the Bible said he puts out a table and the table is spread. And when you come and feast at the table, I'm preaching, my God, I'm preaching this morning. You know who God's going to say? Faithful people who are hungry and submitted to God. Because here's what happens. You come to God and you give him your will and then all of a sudden you take your will back. And you know as much as God does. And you know as much as the preacher does. You probably know more than I know, but I can tell you what I know about this book. And I'm telling you right now, you gotta daily find yourself here. And you gotta daily put yourself invested in God. And you gotta daily give your will back to God. Because your will will take over. And your carnal man will take over. And your carnal man will tell you, you don't really need that. You don't really need to do that. You don't need to go here. That's, that's old stuff. Let me tell you, I've been in this thing all my life. I've been in the church ever since since the day I was born I've been a church goer I'm telling you right now my mom and dad I was on drugs when I was a kid yes I was I got drugged to prayer meeting I got drugged to church I got drugged to youth service I got drugged to Sunday school I got drugged to anything the church had that's the drugs I was on you better hear this pastor on this Sunday morning I thank God every time the doors are open that I can hear the word of God that I can feel the word of God I've never got too big for God my will is still submitted to his will I'm preaching to you whether you believe it or not today and you can like me or not me throw me out to the trash but hear this pastor your will matters to God. Because if you're not careful, it doesn't matter if you've got the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter if you've been saved. Just so you know, I don't believe the terminology once saved, always saved. I don't believe that. 
Paul said, lest after I have preached to others, I myself become a castaway. You can still be lost. You can still go to hell. I don't know who got the mentality or where it comes from and how they, how they come to the conclusion that once you're saved, you can't do anything to be lost. That's the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. In other words, I could go out and commit adultery and rob a bank and kill 10 people and do whatever I want to do and I can't be lost. And what Paul said, I die daily. I got to die every day. You know what he's talking about, Brother Charlie? His will. His mentality, his carnality, his flesh has to die every day. I'm preaching about our will today. But I'll tell you what the Bible said. Whosoever will, if you'll get your mind in the mind of God, if you'll get your heart in the heart of God, if you'll get your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, I can't, I love the song that says, I can't walk without Jesus. I can't talk without Jesus. I can't live one day without the Lord. I love that song because that's the way it ought to be. Every one of us ought to live that way. When I get up in the morning, I gotta have him. When I go to bed at night, I gotta have him. When I'm walking through the day, I've gotta have him. Do I make mistakes? Yes, I'm flesh. But I wanna tell you, every day I've gotta bring this flesh back to the altar and I've gotta die every day because my will and my carnality and my slavery to sin will overtake me again if I don't stay slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, hallelujah. You see, it's up to you. You remember Jonah? <laughs> what a guy, huh? The Lord said, Jonah, I want you to go down to Nineveh and preach. I will save the city. Jonah said, No. I ain't going to Nineveh. His will said, don't go to Nineveh. Let me tell you why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. Go study this. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh because they literally had the reputation of skinning prophets alive and hanging their hide on the wall. That's a true story. You go read the history. Who would want to go preach in that environment? Although I felt like I've been there a few times. Who would want to go there? And Jonah's will said, mm -mm. you got the wrong man, Lord. Get somebody else to do that. And he, he went and bought him a ticket and got on a boat to another city by the name of Tarshish. But he was out of God's will and in his own will. And that is a very dangerous place to be because a storm came up. And the, the captain of the boat and all the, the sailors realized that someone right. You know what? They cast lots and it fell on, guess who? Jonah. Oh, Jonah. They went to him. He said, yeah, it's me. I'm running from God. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. I'm... I'm Supposed to be going to Nineveh. God sent me there and I've left and I'm going to Tarshish. He said, just throw me overboard. Go read your Bible. They throwed him over. The great fish swallowed him up. I wish I could paint you the picture. Of, I, I don't know. I've never been there. But 
I wish I could give you a vivid picture of Jonah in the belly of a great fish. I mean, it's got to stink. It's got to be all kind of stuff in there. Little fish and bites and stuff, seaweed, junk, and it's dark. And there's no sun. It smells like vomit. Am I making you sick yet? Let me tell you what Jonah did. He suddenly got his will under control. God got his attention. And the Bible said, if you go read the little chapter of Jonah, you'll find what the Lord said in that chapter. Three times he said, I will. Three times. Where before he said, I won't. But now he's saying, I will. He turned his will to God's will. He didn't die. When he said, I will, God said, okay. And he had the fish spit him up. I mean, can you imagine the guy that's standing there with a fishing pole fishing and a great big fish comes out of the water and belches real big and there comes a guy running out and he's, he's got stuff all over him. Hey, it's a real story. It really did happen. It's not fake. God said, okay, if you will, I'm ready. And when he found himself in God's will, he found peace and he found success. And God did what he said he was going to do. You hear this pastor on this Sunday morning, you better turn your will to God's will. You better quit running from God. You better quit saying no to God. You better put your mind in the mind of God, your heart in the heart of God, your hand in the hand of God, and say, God, I need you every day. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, but a good man will follow him in prayer and in fasting and in study and in seeking his face. Hear this preacher on this day. You've got to submit your will to the will of God. Because if you don't, the world will manipulate you. It'll, it'll, it'll twist you up. It'll turn you the way it wants you to go. All you have to do is get a carnal mind. All you have to do is get the flesh involved. Well, it feels good to me. Well, that's not what God said. It's not about feeling good. It's about doing the right thing. It's not about how you feel about it. You know, if I'd have written the Bible, I'd have put some stuff in there God didn't put, but I didn't write the Bible, and I'm not going to try to change it. I'd have probably put some things there that I feel like he may have forgotten. You would too, wouldn't you? There's some things I'd like to write about the 21st century that are not spelled out, but I don't have the right to do that. But here's what I do know. What God said in his word is true. And he said, I'm not willing that a man should perish. I don't want anybody going to hell. I don't want anybody being lost. He so proved that and he went to Calvary and he shed his own blood for the sins of all mankind. He so he proved his will that he became nothing when he was everything. He became low when he was high. He became man when he was God. He done everything within his power to save us. So what are you going to do with your will?
Where are you today? I just feel the Holy Ghost in this church today. You can't keep putting it off, darling. You can't keep running, Jonah. See, the Lord sees past our veneer, past what we project. A lot of us sometime are like the rich young ruler. You know what he did? He came to the Lord and he was he's putting on this big air. Good master, what must I do to be saved? The Lord said, well, keep the commandments. And a big smile breaks out. He said, oh, I've always done that. I've kept the commandments from my youth up. It's in the Bible. Go read it. He said, I've always kept the commandments, so I... He's feeling pretty good right now. I'm in pretty good shape here. I've done that, Lord. The Lord said, Thou lackest one thing. One thing. You know what he did? He was trying to break his will because he said to him, He said, Go sell all that you have, give to the poor, take up your cross, and follow me. You know what the Bible said? The man shook his head. And walked away sorrowfully. Can't do that. Can't do that. Bible don't give his name just calls him the rich young ruler. Can't do that. Why can't you do that? Because you have not submitted your will to God's will. But God said, if you want to be right, you just do what I'm asking. Now, let me tell you what I believe, okay? This is, this is not Bible. This is me so that you'll know the difference. I truly believe in my heart that if that man would have said, Sure, Lord, I'll be, I'll be at the marketplace in the morning selling everything I've got. The Lord, more than likely in my opinion, because he did it to Abraham, he would have said, No, son, not necessary. Just wanted to know if you would. Because you remember Abraham who was about to kill his only boy? And the Lord stopped him in the act. He said, I just wanted to know. He said, now I know. I know what? I know that your will is submitted to my will. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Would you stand all over this room with me today? Hallelujah. So what is heaven worth to you? What are you willing to do to please God? Where are your desires? How hungry are you for the things of God? A man that I knew, he was a miracle to be alive. He was a crippled man. He's ministered right here in this church. He is dead and gone to be with the Lord now. But he wrote a book, and many of you have the book because he sold it here. His name was Alan Oggs. And he wrote a book that says you got to have the want to. you got to have the want to. They said he'd never walk, but he did. They said he'd never preach, but he did. They said he'd never be normal, but he was. His, his speech was slurred, and he, he walked crippled, and, and his hands would jerk. But he was a great, great minister of God because he had such want to. Here's my question to you today. How serious are you about going to heaven? How serious are you about pleasing God? How serious? 
we're not playing games this morning. This is serious business. I told you already, time is winding up. And if you're going to find the will of God, you will find it right here where he says, my will is that you don't go to hell. And if you don't change, and if you don't let your will fall into my will, that's exactly where you'll go because you're slaves to sin. Father, all over this room right now, there's people who are contemplating what I've preached. In the balcony, in the risers, on the bottom floor, all over this room today, perhaps even on this platform. Jesus, would you let your word not return void right now? And would you let somebody be so struck in their heart by the piercing word of God? that they come from where they are to the front of this church and submit their will into the will of God today. We want to be saved, Lord. We want to be saved. As a matter of fact, Lord, I'll lead the altar call today. I'll be the first one to step down right now. And I'm asking you, Lord, to move upon every heart in this room right now who will join me and say, here's my will, Lord.